Hey everyone, it's Kai and Lafayette, and this is The, the Theory, Theory of Living. Living. Thanks for tuning in. We are able to bring you this episode thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon is a subscription-based platform where people can provide support for content creators like us. Thanks to our Patreon members and supporters, we are able to provide free content on the podcast and weekly episodes. By being a Patreon member, you'll have access to our entire podcast library, full video and audio episodes, along with much more. If you like this episode and you feel it adds value to your life, or you hate it, please subscribe on Patreon and or leave your review on Apple Podcast. And don't forget to mention it to your friends over your next beer. Truly, thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Members and Spotify listeners. <laughs> to, uh, they started, by the way. Yeah. Our first time having a guest on the show. Yeah, man. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. As he 16. said, I just I wanted to say it episode. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 16th episode, and we have Josh Robin joining us today all the way from Troy, New York. What, what, Troy? Troy. Where him and I first became friends. It's been a few years now. We've known each other for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's exciting to have you here. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's our friendship is a very, very cool, very, like, special and dear thing to me. Yeah. Because, like, friends, they, you know, like, every people come into each other's lives at different times, and some, like, more... Yeah. You know, like I keep using the word serendipitous, but I just feel like it's, it's it really is just like a, a very powerful theme, yeah. like no, for no, this you, this man. this journey that I'm on right now. But like, I really needed like a Guys, friend. This is the one way to treat a person who is not friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> Come along after that. Oh yeah, Kai, I forgot you're on the show. Okay, ignore it, guys. <laughs> no, I, I I love and appreciate you too. <laughs> No, but that was like that was something which I thought was really cool. Um, like you just like I needed like a very particular friend, mm-hmm. and you just like appeared down the street. Like here I, I am. know we literally yeah. lived like we lived down a, few, the street. a few homes away from each other. <laughs> yeah, you know? we're in the I didn't downtown. know that. I didn't yeah. know that. So, your your first apartment or yeah, first apartment oh, right okay. downtown on Second Street. Yeah, okay. you were probably, I mean, one push away on the skateboard. Yeah, literally. So, we were right there on the same block. We had a mutual friend, you know, Mike, through the mm. climbing gym and all right. that, who I met. I actually don't remember how I met Mike. Mike is a blur how I met him. I feel like I just met him out drinking in Troy one night. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even live in Troy, and it was very confusing. Right. But he was like, oh, yeah, I climbed too. And then mm. I don't even remember the first time I met you, actually. I'm sure it was through Mike. It, it, I honestly, I think it was, I think it was through Mike. And I think that we met outside at Franklin Alley. Oh, snap. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, we did that a bunch of times, but I think yeah, that like that, that was the first, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because then you and I built a, you know, a friendship entirely separate of Mike and I's relationship. And like you and I hung out a lot because we were, you know, way more accessible with each other and things like that. But yeah. it's funny how you say like serendipitous because I totally agree. I feel like, so many friends I have have just been, they're in the right part in their life. I'm in the point in my life where we can totally like actually communicate effectively. Like conceptually, we can understand each other. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been really cool. Because now we're here all these years later. You knew I was in the engineering industry at that time period. You were, you know, in the car industry at that time. And now we're all doing our own thing mm-hmm. all these years yeah, later. Yeah. And we're in different states right now recording this episode. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. It's really crazy. It's very cool. And, and you know, this this trip 
of me driving across the country, there absolutely were times that I could have done this before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for whatever reason it was, you know, oh, I, I need to stay where I am longer. This isn't the right time. I should be doing this instead of that. Mm-hmm. This particular, like, time of me doing it, it just was like, oh, I saw an opportunity mm-hmm. and I went for it. I just, like, automatically just, like, like jumping into a body of water with a very strong current. Mm-hmm. It was right. just like, I'm going to do this. And the commitment was, like, almost waiting there for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We were we were talking about this, you know, again, to go back to the word we've used a lot lately. Serendipitous, though. It does feel like when you lean into the things that you're passionate about and that you care for, truly lean into them. Mm-hmm without expectation and you kind of throw caution to the wind as it was that you're rewarded in these serendipitous moments in the way that it almost feels kind of like fate like everything's working for you like yeah there's still there's hiccups there's stresses there's all these things mm-hmm. but then you get this like crazy reminder that this is the correct thing you're on the right path keep going and it just is like enough fuel to keep going through all the hardship to get that next reminder yeah and it's amazing yeah because like you're saying you could have done this at any point in the last few years but you're doing it now yeah i mean well the the most recent like last time that i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna drive out west i'm gonna do this thing that i've been talking about doing mm-hmm. for as long as i can remember in my life it's like all right this is when i'm gonna stop working my job and then i'm just gonna go and within a two-week period my one of my closest dearest longest friends was like let's do this let's start a company together and same two-week period was me getting uh nominated for an award in my industry me being offered a keynote in the area that the company that we were forming Mm -hmm. was going to be in it was like okay, like I really, really want to just pack up my stuff and drive around the country for several months and have like no responsibility to anything at all and be uncomfortable and expand from this very like compressed state that I've been in. Yeah, yeah. But also like when else does one of your best friends and you align to start a company and these external sources are like, yeah, do this. We're we're all in, we're all in alignment for this. Um, But I'm also like very present and aware of the fact that if I did that trip, you know, this trip, then just like if I did this trip, all the other times that I wanted to, Mm -hmm. you know, like obviously number one, I would not be here Mm -hmm. in this moment. Yeah. Um, but it, it would be just a completely different thing. Yeah, different yeah. experience yeah. of it entirely. Did yeah. you have any external external forces um, for your decision? Like for that, this? okay, my friends is asking me, friend is asking me for this, starting this business, mm-hmm. but you're really doing well in your, you know, at your job, right? And I'm sure you thought about, thought about it for, for a while, but then was there any external, like, influence? Um, that made you go with that decision. Yes, I mean, there's, there's, there's always a bunch. Right. Um, I, I thrive in the environment that my last job was. Mm-hmm. Like working in a car dealership 
it is brutal. It is high stress. Mm-hmm. It's extremely right. long hours. It's very, I mean, it's, it's everything that you are told that you should avoid in a job. That is a car <laughs> yeah. dealership. That's the job you at, took, right. huh? At least like the service side. Um, but I also like, I love it. I really yeah. do. Um, and, but it also like, it takes a toll. It does. And I, mm. I got to a certain point where it was, you know, we've spoke, I, I, we spoke about like your almost probable certain future. And it's like, what does tomorrow look like? Well, tomorrow looks a whole lot like what today looked like. Mm. And today was missing a lot. I, I didn't fulfill on the things that are important to me, like the core me. If mm. I, if I spoke to little Josh and little Josh mm. looked up at me and said, you know, like, what, what would little Josh say to me about how I'm living my life right now? Yeah. And he probably would have a lot of questions that I, I wouldn't want to answer. Yeah. You know? That's hard. The, yeah. The childlike, yeah. Uh, the values you had as a child, the things that sparked joy for you and interest, the things you were passionate about that you couldn't wait to grow up because you knew you were going to live your life in this specific way when you could get out, you know, your parents' house or the situation you're in, school, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kid that was like, nah, my life is going to be fucking cool. Or it's yeah. going to be like whatever. Right. And then, yeah, to be at odds when you're not living that life that you so dreamed about. Mm-hmm. It's got to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you have to. I mean, we all do this. We all make concessions. We all make agreements, these quiet little agreements that like, well, I want to do this thing. This thing is important to me. But today I won't do that. I won't fulfill that thing. I won't work towards that thing. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the, the times the because that you follow that up with is to it's like the true core value of it is it's because I'm I'm okay with all this other stuff. I've right. allowed myself to be okay with all these things yeah. that I'm just actually not okay with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. And you know, like what uh, you, you know, quotes way better than I do, but most men lead lives in quiet, quiet desperation. desperation yeah. Yeah. You know, is it throw? Yeah, it's throw. All right, I nailed it. Yeah. Um, well, you asked him, so basically it didn't nail. I didn't nail. <laughs> I'm just lying and saying yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Thoreau. Somebody's going to look it up. Yeah. Not Thoreau. What's the, not. What are they talking about? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Walden Pond? But it's, it's, it's such a true thing. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, like me, the, 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 and, and I think it's really important to, to focus on this for a moment, you know, being in a, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, it's a lifestyle that you're in, that you're, you're, you accept, yeah, but you're not content with. Yeah is something that I think we we all deal with at some point or for most of our lives. Yeah. And 100%. it's so important to to have that that really uncomfortable conversation with yourself where you can be forgiving with yourself mm-hmm. of saying like I understand why you are doing this, why you have done this. And it's it's okay if you continue this because You've done it this long and you can continue to do it this way. Yeah. And 
what would it look like if you changed to do something right. that you would be like fulfilling on something yeah whether or not you achieve whatever this if there is you know like this grandiose goal or this dream or whatever's at the end of you know Mm -hmm. your road you still have the opportunity to go for that yeah Yeah. you know it sounds a lot like to me it sounds a lot like self-love like it's understanding you're making concession for yourself to realize that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean there were certain circumstances that led to arrive to this position and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's perfectly okay if I continue down that direction. But now I have to make a choice because yeah. I, I realize I'm here because of certain reasons. Do I continue down the path or do I pivot? Yeah, and yeah. both answers are fine as long as you're willing to recognize right. the pros and cons and what you have to sacrifice to do either or. Because yeah. then you're you're empowered by just realizing your options mm-hmm. you know you're no longer deceiving yourself necessarily i don't think we do it purposefully or intentionally but there does seem to come a time in most people's lives where they realize i continue to be this person forever or i do something to change yeah and they could come in a lot of many right. moments this is a specifically like a huge mm-hmm. moment you know maybe you're like thinking of quitting your job maybe you're thinking of starting a business maybe you're thinking of picking up a new hobby breaking up with somebody, divorcing, starting a relationship, mm-hmm. whatever, these big kind of milestone moments that we have in our lives mm-hmm. that seem to affect the rest of it. Because yeah. like you said, you know, we live in this moment of basically the reality right now is what we're probably going to get tomorrow. Yeah. And then once you start realizing that, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, wait, have I been living my day the way I'd want to live it? Yeah, Kai, you talk about this. Who was the guy, the, the book you read, who's saying like, you know, if you have the perfect day, what would you do? Oh, there was a four-hour work week, uh, Tim Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did, did you? I, I read it, and um, that that question broke me. <laughs> that yeah. question broke oh. me because I, I, I didn't know how to respond to it. And, <laughs> and somebody else had asked me, you know, if you could live one day of your life, if you could pick one day that you've already lived and just live that right. over and over and over again, you can't change anything. You just get to experience that one day. What would it be? Mm. And sitting there, and I was trying to think of like monumental moments in my <laughs> life that like I was so joyed, and then it was like, oh wait, like I robbed myself of joy. Right. I I am I am the heavy, thief man. of heavy. joy, and it was yeah, like, you yeah. know what? It's probably a day that I I don't remember and would never remember because everything was just okay. Mm-hmm. And that's like yeah. you can you can kind of like I think that's also important when you're looking back at a relationship because when when relationships end you kind of like miss like all of that experience kind of just evaporates yeah and you're left with these like a few moments of like absolute joy a lot of them are like at the very beginning of the relationship right the the honeymoon phase <laughs> the magic yeah. right yeah and then there's like a couple like big moments and then there's like whatever happens at the end the things that you ruminate over but like you know like the great days where you wake up and you hug in the morning and like you split and you go off to work and you get me emotional here the beer man this guy you know yeah (laughs) and we 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 don't need to focus on relationships but like in in Josh. You know, like <laughs> I'll take you back. Yes, Josh. Yes, <laughs> you have me here. Like there's in front of there's, camera. <laughs> there's something so very powerful about you know, like days that that 
you don't, you really want to take stock and be present to each yeah. one of the days that you have because you, you don't know how valuable mm. they are. Like today is a very special day for me because like, I'm out here in Phoenix. I've traveled across the country. I'm here with my friend that I haven't seen yeah. in so long. I've known you for hours, yeah. and I feel like you're going to be a friend for the rest of oh, my life. Man. Like, immediately, it's <laughs> like, boom, we're buds. <laughs> we're doing exactly. a podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is this is great. If this was every single day of my life, I wouldn't appreciate each one of these moments. Yeah. And... and mm. I think that like as we go through our lives, we really need to spend more time focusing on like the little joys, the things yeah. that brings us happiness. Oh, 100%. You, just, you yeah. have to. Yeah. And also, you know, while I was listening to all this, like what spoke to me the most is that the first step, always, the most important thing is a continuous evaluation of your life. Otherwise, you can't even get to the point where you can judge or, you know, you can judge the, um, the importance of your life, whether or not you should move on or stay, you know, where you are. Mm -hmm. This is all impossible if you don't evaluate your life, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to make, right? and again, when you say judge your life, right, you're making an yeah. assessment against yeah. it. It's not the atypical way we think about judgment that it just has a negative connotation. Yeah. A judgment can be a good, mm. a good thing. You're like you assess and you realize that has value and you keep it right mm -hmm. or you can assess something and say oh that has negativity and then maybe shift it but kind of like what you were speaking to josh that you can truly only appreciate these moments because you've had some shitty ones like oh, yeah. you've had some fucked up hard stuff of mm -hmm. being lost being totally like what am i doing with my life mm -hmm. who am i you know really rough shit that we've the three of us have absolutely 100 mm -hmm. percent gone through but I think that's critical for people to understand. We've only arrived at this moment yeah. because we suffered that. You know, like we were talking about earlier, even using the word suffer, I want to use that word more often because it usually can mean a good thing comes from it. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you have to suffer things to get a better thing out of it. So now when I go through moments of suffering or discontent yeah. or frustration, I can realize like, ah, okay, maybe this is just the soil for the good thing to come. Yeah. Maybe this is the manure to grow something beautiful yeah. yeah this fucking sucks for sure this sucks but right maybe i can have a bit different mindset about it and it makes it more tolerable well like yeah. that's like um it, in order for an hour uh, an arrow to go far it has to get pulled backwards and so every yeah. time that i'm like in one of those like really really crappy moments which is usually prolonged over x amount of time where it's like oh the struggle yeah i don't want to do this i have to deal with myself on top of all these other things and i don't want to deal with myself and i don't want to deal with these other things but it's like this is it this is like the struggle if i can get through this struggle this suffering this is only going to propel the next mm. thing yeah and one of the the we'll call it like a dirty joy that you learn like when you're engaged in like entrepreneurship or, or just like a lot of life change is that a lot of times the result of your labor is failure mm. and you have to be able to I mean it's something that you learn and everybody learns it on their own but mm -hmm. there's failing backwards and there's failing upwards yeah 
and it's a real concept. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's this crazy thing, and and both are okay. You know, I think it's it's so important to like reiterate like removing like make wrong from things because it's it's okay to fail at stuff. Yeah, it, it, I, I think you need to fail at stuff. You have to fail at stuff. Fail, fail a lot because that teaches you, you know, not just how to separate it from your identity. That this thing failed. I'm not a failure. I mm-hmm. took steps. They didn't produce produce the results that I wanted. I will either just not do that anymore mm-hmm. or <laughs> I will try it a different way. I'll take yeah. new action steps and that's either going to produce results right. I want or not. Yeah. I would argue the man who's a, who has success not from failing is lucky. He's not experienced. He's lucky. <laughs> lucky in the sense that he has achieved. He's chosen right? the right path. But yeah. he's uh, actually opposite to lucky because he's never going to learn yeah. what it is like to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. In that sense, right? It's yeah. not. It's not this powerful, overarching kind of full mm-hmm. concept of what it is yeah. to have growth. Dude, we've talked about this a lot. That a lot of times people who are gifted, when they once they fail, a lot of them fail to ever come back to where they were because they've they've never Tasted. experienced the failures before. Mm. You know, they don't know how to cope with the failures. So I'm taking from this that I'm not gifted. <laughs> Dude, I don't think well, any of us <laughs> How do you think you end up on a podcast like ours? Like, come on, dude. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think none of us at this table are inherently or naturally gifted in that way. But I personally mm. think that's the vast majority of the population, right? Oh, it yeah, is. Dude. We're not outliers. Yeah. We're the fucking... 95% of the We're population. most people in that regard. Yeah. But we're still doing what we love. And right. Yeah. There is a huge difference. I'm not shitting on people that aren't doing their own thing. I'm sh- There's a lot of people that do not find fulfillment or any mm. type of happiness. And again, not that happiness is everything. I can only use that word because I don't have a more complex word to use that people would understand yeah. to describe what we have. Happiness is as close as it gets. What really it is, though, is feels like we're heading in a direction, going somewhere we want to go. Yeah. Like We know we want to go there. We know this is the path. Yeah, maybe I'm not familiar with the rocks and the trees and the bumps right. in the road along mm-hmm. the path, mm-hmm. but I know goddamn well this is getting me to the destination. I love every moment of it. Right. All the stumbles, all the failures, all the sleeping yeah. at night, being lost, not knowing where I am. Mm-hmm. In some regard, I still know that I'm arriving to the destination because I'm applying myself. And the hardships are part of that. Yeah. I, I love that aspect. I mean, this path is not, you know, doesn't guarantee any success or <sighs> final, close. you know, no. goal. But we are happy, fulfilled, because this is the path that we want to be on, right? I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But a lot of people who have even, you know, six-figure jobs, whatever, successful, based on our societal standards, a lot of them are not happy because that's not the value they've never created for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just living based on created values, the values that society, you know, highly praise. Right. That's why they're not happy. Even if they make five hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars a year, they can show off in front of people, you know, all that. But deep down, they're not happy. They're not fulfilled. You got a beautiful wife, kids, got cars, got houses. Yet, for some reason, you still feel a need to go cheat on your wife, yeah. not spend time with your kids, do everything to avoid all these things that right. make you happy, but you're running away from them because right. actually you didn't choose them. They were thrust upon you uh. to arrive to happiness. Mm-hmm. There were nothing you actually yeah. necessarily want. And again, 
something can still be good even if you didn't choose it yeah. to have it like but there's a different value and a different like condition yeah. of the quality of good it's like a you know finding a treasure with a map somebody created for you like i'm not going to be happy with that because i i've never imagined or dreamed of finding or getting it for myself i've never dreamed it but somebody made the map for me well there's treasure at the end you gotta go there you just go there because it sounds good but then not necessarily you're gonna be happy with it because it's not something you created for yourself right right that that treasure you didn't choose it yeah exactly Somebody chose it for you exactly well it's also like yeah. arriving at the treasure and then you find out it's a goddamn Klondike bar. I hate <laughs> Klondike bars. But that guy's like, yo, Klondike bars are the shit. Are you kidding me? That's, Who was on a Klondike bar? Right. That's yeah. what you're doing. You don't even know yeah. what you're arriving at. Exactly. But then you get there. And this is why people, I think, oftentimes we call it a midlife crisis. Because typically this is when you reach critical mass of yeah. all these things. You know, mm. typically at this point, you're married. You have a house. You have a steady job. You have kids. You've reached critical mass of all those good things. And yeah. you realize, wait, wait, wait what? I... I don't even like chocolate. <laughs> what am I doing? This isn't yeah. my shit. Which then leads to a lot of pain because then you have to do something about it. You know, a lot of people unfortunately seem to, <sighs> yeah. you know, step out of the relationship, ignore their kids, just things I mentioned, you know, things that are considered a lot of negative things. They can't be honest, right? Yeah. Because the honest truth is like, I have to change all of this. Yeah. I have to hurt people. I have to hurt myself. It's scary. Yeah. That's yeah, hard, man. for radical radical change yeah yeah right? and we, i mean the three of us we can all speak to radical change in our lives i mean kai man you've been married mm. you know you've you've exited relationships i've exited relationships not marriage but we've all left our jobs we've mm. all started companies now we're all doing something different and i wanted to actually get into that subject because i think what you're doing is very cool yep. and to give more background maybe you could talk about like You've done so many different things, like musician, <laughs> yeah. like now you're in the... Actually, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, we did, but we lost yeah, it. We lost so. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so yeah. like very, very quick recap. Um, it's like where to begin? Um, start, baby. Start. start. Very start. <laughs> yeah. What, okay, so you're, you're a musician, you're so a writer. I've, I've been... Uh, I've, I've lived the life of being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um I still am. That doesn't go away. Um, I've written, I've written a book. I have been published numerous times, um, in a couple different magazines. Um, I've written screenplays. I have spoken at events. Mm -hmm. I've done Uh, stuff. Yeah. You said you were a keynote speaker recently, right? In Vegas. That was in Vegas. That was in Vegas last year. Um, yeah, I, I gave a keynote speech on the future of funding and regulation for infrastructure projects. Wow. For EV, right? Electrical vehicles? Or was it more... It, it was fairly like general, but it was hmm. in relation to electric vehicles. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. So my, my background work-wise is for the past 10 years, I started as a automotive technician. I worked on Hondas. And I did that for like four, four and a half years, was like hybrid certified. Mm-hmm. I worked on cars. From there, I switched over to being a service advisor, which is if you go to a dealership, the person that you talk to, usually right. it's the person that you yell at because they're telling you that you have to spend money that you don't want to spend <laughs> right. with time that you don't want to use. Like yeah, yeah. it's a whole negative situation. But so I had that job for a while. I then 
left that to do consulting for dealerships because in that in those positions it was like uh, there's things that work but there's things that don't and there's no way to change this from inside of this machine so i have to leave the machine and then take what i've learned learn more and then bring that back and help these people and these but that was really it it was it was i want to help the people in these positions because i know the stress that they're experiencing. And if I can help one person, awesome. Um, I, I've, you know, found, um, starting a business, my first entrepreneurial venture to be extremely confronting, very difficult. Uh, it's really easy to have an idea, a great idea, Mm. you know, even, you know, as great as it possibly could be. I've, I have figured out how to cure cancer. Awesome. You don't get to just snap your fingers and put that out there. You have to put it into this very specific mold for a business. And I just didn't have an education on that. So I had some success, but not sustainable success. And so I found myself re-entering the car business, but all that knowledge and that impact and that growth while mm-hmm. doing personal development courses, which was a whole other thing, but mm-hmm. the greatest investment that I ever made, ever, period, ever, was in personal development, the best. Yeah. Um, but came back into the business, quickly moved into management, managed two different stores. And then from there, I started talking to one of my oldest, dearest friends, who is an engineer. That's this week's short version of the episode of the Fear of Living Podcast. Thanks for listening with us on Lafayette and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content, early access, and full versions of the podcast. Also, please share with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe. Thank you again. See you next time.